let me know what God's speaking to you. I want to hear from you. You can email me at abramlin at oneconnection.org. And today I am joined with my faith family, my son from the Lord, Kyle Negretti, and we are going to be talking about the move. We finished up yesterday. I don't know if you got to hear that. And today you're here in part two, and we're going to talk about moving out in the things of God. And it really reminded me, Kyle, of the scripture in 2 Kings 7. Have you read that before, Kyle? Just curious. I have, but I'm ready to be taught by you. Oh, goodness. You guys better hold on. We need help. Let me just say how I enjoy doing podcasts. We don't like get together, take notes, sit down, and do a plan. This is very spontaneous. Isn't that, isn't that the right word? That, you know, it, I'm from South spontaneous. Georgia. We're having fun. Yeah. So we're hoping that you can bear with me and get something out of it. So we were talking yesterday, and you talked about just making a move for God and how we, we move something change. I love that in the word emotion, most of that word is made up of the word motion. So a lot of times in our life when our emotions are messing up, things are happening, you need to change your actual motion. I know for my husband, I, um, we went through some miracle times in our marriage. And so if we were to bring up the past or have a moment and kind of go back to an area we didn't need to go to, I call it acting out and, or showing out, however you want to say it, we would begin to dance in public. And I'm telling you, we're both very uncoordinated, but it would just change the complete atmosphere. We would begin laughing. I mean, you do the sprinkler after you become a grandmother, and it's amazing what moves your arm can make. I mean, it's oh, fabulous. Come on. <laughs> My goodness. So it began to change, but today you may be listening, and there may be, you may be overwhelmed with depression, frustration, anger, insecurity. There may be a lot of emotion going on in you. I would challenge you to go ahead and start moving. Go ahead and get up. Make a plan to just do one thing today. Win in one way today. You don't have to win the whole year, the whole week. Just do something today. Make a win in the moment. It's so I it, yeah, I mean, it's so powerful because I think oftentimes we are sitting in indecision, sitting in fear, and we think that we've been called or asked to go run a marathon tomorrow. That's not true. Sometimes winning just looks like walking to the mailbox. Yeah. Right? And I think that we have, we've so been good. plagued by this fear to say, Oh, the, the indecisiveness where if I'm not, well, the entire world is running a marathon and me just getting up off the couch and walking out to the mailbox, right, isn't enough, but it's enough for me because I wasn't running out to the, I wasn't walking to the mailbox. That's right. Right. And so let's, let's celebrate the days of small beginnings. Yes. And let's just, let's, it starts with movement. It starts with just getting up. You know, for me, even, I know I went through a time of depression in my own life and getting up getting dressed and making my bed was a win. And the Lord just began to help me. And as I did that, after a little while, I could do more and I could do more. But I had to move. I had a choice. Listen, nothing came over me spectacular, supernaturally. Nothing came in the room like, get up, did it. I had to do it on my own. I had to make a choice to throw one leg out from underneath the covers at a time, throw the sheets off, get up out of the bed and think, you're going to wash your oily hair, girl. You're going to wash it today. Something's yeah. got to give. No, it's so true. So I love this story. This is Second Kings 7, and it's about four men who were lepers. Now, if you know anything, and maybe you can help me during this time with lepers, they weren't around everybody else. They had to live on the outskirts. They were outsiders. You couldn't even touch them. Sometimes I feel like that's what I look like in a mask during the COVID thing. I feel like we're not all lepers. It's okay. The Lord touches us. Thank goodness for that. I'm so thankful. So if you see me, I'm smiling with my eyes, and 
if I don't have my mask, I'll know I love you anyway. So because <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I'm like I'm suffocating with this thing on. But for me, everyone has their thing. But there's these four lepers who, and what I want you to know is, they were living on the outside. And this story says that they were at the city gates, and they said to one another, why do we sit here until we die? I believe that there are people in your life right now that you feel like you're sitting there and you're stuck until you die. And I would ask myself, why do I sit here until I die? And this brought such, such courage to me. It said, if we say we will, in, we will enter the city, then the famine is in the city. And we shall die there. And if we sit still here, we die also. So now, come on, let us go over to the army of the Syrians. If they spare us alive, and we shall live. And if they kill us, we shall but die. So here's the point. Whether they stayed there, they were going to die. Whether they got up and went to the, um, back to the other land, there was a famine there, they were going to die. Whether they went to the, to the enemy's army, they were going to die. What they decided is, it doesn't matter what we do, death is coming, but I'm going to move till it happens. You know, there is an appointed time for all of us, but I want to tell you, don't sit and wait on it. Move till we get there. Finish the race. Yeah, it's so powerful because, there, again, there is such power in movement. And I think oftentimes, and I found this in my own life, is I would wrap fear and indecision, right, and complacency and all the things that we're talking about in Christianese words, right? I'd call it wisdom, right, to stay in the boat. Yes. That God called me out of. Come on and walk on some water. Come on and walk on some water, right? And That's I love right. that story about Peter. Essentially, what Jesus was saying is, Peter, you have dominion to reside where I am. So I'm yes. going to turn the Sea of Galilee into a sidewalk because I love you. That's right. Right. And, and that is what... But he had to move first. Here's what I want you to know. The sidewalk didn't happen till he stepped onto the, the water. And that's the movement. Today, your sidewalk... Won't appear until you step into the water. Step into the water and get outside of the boat. Every exactly. Time. Yeah. And think about what happened, right? He gets up and immediately it's a, it turned the Sea of Galilee turns into a sidewalk because he decided to move because of the invitation that he had. And I think oftentimes we feel like we don't have an invitation to become more than what our current circumstances are. Right. So then what we end up doing is we lower our theology to match our experience, and that never ends well. Never. God says, take me higher. I'm, you've been seated in the heavenly places. Let me bring you up here so you can actually see my vantage point from this circumstance. I want to walk you through it, right. right? And I want to embolden you mm -hmm. and encourage you to move because as soon as you move, that Sea of Galilee that you've been waiting for is going to turn into a sidewalk. You know, when we're talking, I just need to just say this and be so happy about it. I'm so thankful the Lord gave me wonderful friends from that were raised in different places because I know when you're listening now you're thinking is that her real accent well yes it is and I don't even know I have an accent until I listen to myself later and then I crawl under the table I'm thinking and here you are talking saying words like in Boulder in Boulder he says all these fancy words I'm like he went to school in California praise the Lord <laughs> I, I love it and but when, and I went to like swamp school every time I come to South Georgia, I feel like my accent comes out. I like it. <laughs> I think it sounds good. So do, do not, so do if not you're, be discouraged. If you're listening today, what I'm telling you, it doesn't matter what your accent is. God can use you. See, don't even let your lingo, your language, your background affect your future, your destiny. And I know you've heard me say it so many times. Do not let the whisper of your past be louder than the call of your future and your destiny and your purpose. It is greater. It is, and you got to hush the whisper up. And whatever you lean into is what you listen to. And you can lean into your past to the whisper, or you can lean into your future. And just like these lepers, they chose to lean in 
They said, I'm not going to lean into my past anymore. I'm not going to lean into my circumstances. I'm going to lean into something else. So they got up and they began to move. And this is the amazing part. When they got to the edge of the camp, no man was there. It says, for the Lord had made the Syrian army hear a noise of chariots and horses, the noise of a great army. They had said to one another, the king of Israel has hired people. And anyway, they, and they go on a run and they leave everything. And these four lepers who got up and moved, just their obedience to get up and do something sounded like an army coming, sounded like a great army. And they were able to take the spoils of the land. They were able to recover things. They went back. They had food. There is a healing that took place in their lives all from a movement, which stirs me up because I know what it's like to feel stuck. And you know, ruts in life are graves without ends. Mm. A rut is a grave. And God created you for sidewalks, but not even just for sidewalks. You were created for more than sidewalks and more for dirt roads. He created you for interstates. He's like, I've got things for you to do, ways that I want you to travel. But our small thinking slows us down. And these lepers had to get over small thinking. Exactly. And, and I think that, and I, and I love this because this, I believe this story was just a precursor to then Jesus being here. Segway. Segway. Look at my big Southern hey, word. See, I'm come sorry. on now. Segway. Okay, I like it. Well, to Luke 17. Right, and we've been talking about this and the story of the ten lepers, right? Yes. And Jesus says, uh, he he tells the the ten lepers, right? And in the same in the same way, they were a hundred paces from society. They were cast out because their skin was boiling away. I mean, it's just really nasty stuff. And Jesus says, "Go and show yourselves to the priests." Right? It start your healing is going to start by you moving towards the miracles are in motion. Yes, they are. That's such a good, right? Your miracle is, is in, in motion. motion. And I love in Luke 17, Jesus says, go and show yourselves to the priests, which Jesus was ultimately saying, go show yourself to the most honored, most respected man in the community, because I am going to redignify you. I'm going to put you back into the community that you were pushed away from. And immediately them being filled with dignity and the responsibility of being a part of their own miracle, they were healed on the way because yes. they decided to move. Yes, they did. But what's so cool about that story is one came back. And that guy didn't just get healed. He got made whole. And why? What did he do? He became thankful. And what I love is you have to realize that you can't get out of your mess all by yourself. It takes the power of the Holy Spirit. It takes the power of God in your life. Well, and I love about that story, right? There was not only movement to his healing, but then movement, a secondary movement to his wholeness. Oh, that's and that so good. movement was back to the feet of Jesus, right? Yes. And the greatest ministry, right? We could build big, big churches. We could have big ministries all around the world. But when all is said and done, the greatest ministry that we will ever have is the ministry that's found at Jesus' feet. Right. And so that. that that second movement, right, that movement towards our healing, getting up out of apathy and out of fear to then that movement to return back to the healer himself to thank him. I believe that the church right now, right, we're walking around healed, but we're not walking around whole. And that exchange happens in the movement back to the healer himself. Oh, that's so good. You know, uh, I love this, Kyle. The Lord just brought this to my mind. It is the fighting the battle between what you are supposed to do and what you feel like doing. You can't go by what you feel like. Yeah. You got to go by what you're supposed to do. That's it. I yeah, mean, you're sometimes what you feel, but you're always what you decide. Always what you decide. Yeah. Oh, that's such a great And so word. there's such power in decision. Mm-hmm. I'm going to live bigger. I'm going to live stronger. I'm going to live with more courage. I'm going to, I'm going to kick fear in the face, right? Mm-hmm. All these different things. I'm going to choose to live above the circumstances. 
You know, I really believe that there's some people right now that are listening. You're thinking, I can't handle this. If my phone rings one more time, if, if I get one more letter, if I see that person, if they say one more thing, you know what? Those are the things that really make you pray. They really can bring you back to a great place with the Lord. They can bring you back to a place of endurance. Like, Lord, I could, I mean, my one more, I feel like singing, I get not down, but I get up again. <laughs> I love it. We call them grace growers around They're grace here. grace growers. That's oh, right. Oh, thank you, Lord, for just these amazing people that are just growing so much grace in my life. Well, what happens is, is we like to think that we're the man or the woman. And we like to think, I can handle this. I got myself into it. I can get myself out of it. I'm the man. I'm the woman. I don't need this, but it's when something becomes unbearable. That's a really most of the time when we get on our knees and we say, Lord, I need you to intervene. Like those lepers were in an unbearable state. But you know what's really the greatest place to live from? is to just go ahead and get in God's business before it gets unbearable. Just go ahead and do what he wants you to do. And then those unbearable moments don't break you. I believe that everyone has what I call breaking points. But you either break through or you break down. Mm. And I want them to be breakthroughs in my life. But that's a choice. It is an absolute choice. And I think it, there's so much truth and so much peace in knowing that God is with us. If He's never going to leave us, He's never going to forsake us. Again, that is much easier to believe in theory, much more difficult to practice. So but true. I think that that's the beautiful part is I think we want to beat those decisions and those situations to the punch. So we, then we just end up never making, never taking any risk That's and right. playing small ball. And you almost a. don't ever take responsibility either. It just allows you to just, um, I, I don't want to be a pelican. I don't want to sit on the water. I like to watch them dive and catch fish. I'm going to be, but a lot of times if I watch a pelican, they're just out there. They're kind of floating, looking for where's a fish, where's a fish, see a fish, 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 fish. I want to be an eagle. An eagle's intentional. I want to go ahead and get higher, lock out my faith wings. They actually have a second eye lens that comes in for the storms. I want to have those faith eyes for the storms. I want to be prepared. I want to soar. And I, I want to be looking for my whatever's coming after me. No, 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 I'm coming after you. And what I also love is there's only one thing that normally takes an eagle down. We've talked about this, and that's a crow. But a crow will try to get on the eagle's back. But he doesn't fight the crow. He just goes higher and higher and higher until he gets to an altitude that the crow can't handle and the crow falls off. You've got to get to where you just keep going higher and let the crows fall off. Amen. Come on. That is beautiful. Because I, I think, at, you know, at the very core, most of the time, it's not that we're afraid of the wilderness, dry, lonely season that we're in. We're actually deathly afraid of the implications and the responsibility of stepping into our destiny, oh, so of stepping good. into our calling, right? It's much easier. It was much easier for the Israelites, right? As they're wandering through the desert, miraculously they have manna and quail and water, all the all you can eat buffet all day long, right? And then here is God saying, for you're about to cross over the Jordan River. And then they, they actually had to work and toil and plant their own food in the promised land, but everything was given to them. Right, so, but they had to work for it. And I think oftentimes we are just more afraid of the responsibility of the calling and the destinies on our life that we would rather just stay in wilderness and stay in that place. You know, I love the scripture that says his grace is sufficient. So see, I don't know what I can endure, what I can take. I don't know how much courage I need, strength I have until the pressure is on. And I think about Moses. You brought that up. Something so cool to me about Moses is Moses is in Egypt and he withstands the magicians, he withstands the Egyptians, he withstands the title of, of like the Pharaoh's family, and he gets overwhelmed with a group of people. 
a group of people that are complaining saying, I didn't want my tent by their tent. How long are we going to have to eat this? I don't know. Isn't it amazing that the mundane is the thing that normally drives us nutty? He'd withstood crazier things, been at walked, seen all kind of miracles, saw the Lord bring this great deliverance. But his where he felt overwhelmed was in the daily mundane of dealing with people. It's the daily mundane where we normally get overwhelmed. Yeah, it was the noise. Oh, go ahead. That's so. It good. was the noise of the people. Here he had part of. I mean, part. Think about all. Yeah, just think about all the miracles, and it was mm-hmm. the noise of the people, the complaints of the people, which put which put stress and pressure. Yes which caused him to react instead of respond. I love that. And, you know, I think it's how we deal with the unexpected. You have to be a responder instead of a reactor. Yeah. That's so important. How do I respond? Well, I don't really know how to respond. Like if you think of first responders, they've been trained for those moments. It's if you've never been trained that when you get into them, there's just reactions. I think that's why the word of God is so important because God shows you how to respond. Do good to those who despitefully use you. Lord, are you sure that's the response I need to take? Yeah, Be kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving each other as Christ has forgiven you. So forgiveness is a response when someone does something ugly to me? I mean, listen, the reason we don't deal with it well is we don't practice and, and we don't run what I call practice runs of, of the responders techniques. But God's got a plan. He tells us how to deal with the unexpected. But you got to prepare for it. Yeah, because it's time to move. It is time it to is move. It is time to move. For those that are listening, I just want to encourage you that it is time to move. Comfort has told you to tread on the waters of what's already been done, right? Mm-hmm. To play it sw- to play it safe and to swim near the shores, right, of what you've always known. But destiny, there's destiny on the inside of you that's calling you and inviting you to take a risk, to stop playing small, right? To step out of the boat and catch the wave of what's to come. I want to tell you today when Daddy God tells you to do something, just go ahead and do it. Don't argue. He already has it planned. He knows what you are built for. His grace is sufficient. He loves you more than you know. And today and every day, never make a decision based on your emotions. Make a move out of faith, not out of feelings. Come on.